Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash looklistenpod. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Yo, 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 party people, what's going on? Welcome back to the Look and Listen podcast. It's your man, Leonard, doing a regular episode for the first time in a while. You know what I mean? And uh, as you see from the description, we're going to be talking about this nasty ass coronavirus that's been plaguing us for the last little while. And as you also see, I have a couple great guests with me tonight. Um, I want to introduce them and then we'll kind of jump into this conversation. You know what I'm saying? First up, we're going to go ladies first. You've heard her and I be the dynamic duo on several of your podcasts, talking about some of your favorite TV shows and, you know, just chopping it up. Once again, we got the TV movie mistress, Miss Moji in the house. What's going on, Mo? Not much, not much. Thanks for having me. Oh, no um, doubt. It's been a while since we talked on these podcast streets. Yeah. Uh, always a pleasure. For sure. And uh, for the first time, you know what I'm saying, as as this is our first time doing anything together on either either person's platform. But if if you run in some of the circles that I run in on social media and in this podcast world, man, you know, this brother right here, he's the the head of the the Span Report podcast conglomerate federation coalition. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) All of those wonderful things. We got the great Mr. Span on the show. What's up, Mr. Span? What's going on, man? I appreciate them extras, bro. I really do. <laughs> like, I wish it was as great as you made it out to be, but oh, I appreciate that for real, for real. <laughs> oh, man, no problem, brother. No problem, man. Thank you for being here. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, like I said, man, um we're here to talk about some of this coronavirus stuff and just how we've been dealing with it and, and some of our thoughts and experiences uh with the virus and with the um the stay at home orders that we've, you know, gotten around the country and around the world, really, or whatever. Um, so I'm going to kind of jump into this. We got a, a lot of ground to cover. You know, we may not get to all of these questions or whatever, but I, I have a, a pretty good number or whatever. And I don't want to waste anybody's time. So just to set it up, everybody, you know, this we're in uh, 2020. And right now there's a, a virus, coronavirus that's out here. It's very uh, highly contagious. Um, virus that's being spread, you know, throughout the world. And a lot of us have had to, you know, stay at home and try to, you know, do what they call social distancing, which is, you know, staying, you know, they came up with the number of six feet. So trying to stay six feet apart away from people if you're out in public. Um, But a lot of businesses, schools, a lot of people's jobs, you know, everything is shut down in an effort to try to, you know, prevent the spread of the virus, as they say, to flatten the curve. Um, So we're still in the midst of that. You know, it's um, the middle of May 2020 right now as we record this. 
And, uh, you know, all of this mess is still going on. So I want to kind of get into this and, 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 you know, get from Span and get from, uh, from Mo and, and also chime in myself about, you know, exactly what, you know, we've been dealing with, uh, during this whole process. So the first question that I'd like to ask you, you all, you, both of you guys, first of all, first and foremost, you know, how are you and your families doing, uh, during the situation? We'll go with Emoji first on this one. You froze a bit. What'd you say right there? I was just asking, the first question was just how you and your family are doing right now during the, the pandemic. Oh, um, we're good. Luckily, um, no one in my immediate circle has like succumbed or, um, no, actually, no, there is one friend I know that definitely had it, but she went to the hospital and she's fine now. But again, the majority of people I don't, I don't know anyone who has it. So in that sense, I'm really blessed, but I also have like a lot of, a couple of older relatives that I'm sort of like, ah, stay ass at home. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're up but in But it a, hasn't been too bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're up in New York City, correct? Yes, I am. And that's, yeah, it's been a bit crazy out here. That's, that's been one of the, the biggest, you know, one of the hardest hit places or whatever. So for you to say that everybody's pretty much doing well is, is definitely a blessing to hear that. I'm glad that you're able to say that. Um, and hopefully that'll, yeah, that'll I mean, continue. It's not perfect. Like, I right. think everyone's just sort of acclimated to it. Like, I, it, luckily it's really died down, but I'd say like the entirety of like the end of the second half of March and the first half of April, the ambulances were just like nonstop. Right. Like you just got used to hearing them like round the clock. And I was like, that's not like, that's not a thing I should be used to is ambulances just going off around the clock. So that has slowed down immensely. So that's yeah, crazy. And, and, and for New York City to be considered a city that never sleeps. And, you know, with all the noise that's going on, you know, that usually would go on in New York City or whatever. For, for that to stand out, you know, that's that's kind of interesting, I would say. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that everybody's doing well and hopefully um, everything will continue with that. Uh, Span, what's up with you and your people? How's everybody doing, man? Uh, for the most part, we've been we've been we've been good, man. I mean, me and my wife have stayed home quite a bit. Um, she has to you know, kind of check in on her parents because her parents are a little advanced in age. Right. So uh, my wife tends to go and, and check in on them, make sure that they are right, run errands for them if they need it. Um, and for the most part, like for a long time, I wouldn't go in anywhere, man. I would just be at home. I didn't really want to be around anybody because uh, the nature of my job, I'm always in like the public. Right. So I was operating under the auspices of, you know, I might have it. I probably have been exposed to it. Maybe I'm just asymptomatic. Um, never really found out because, you know, we haven't, you know, had like robust testing here. Yeah. So, um, you know, I haven't, you know, felt any, you know, sort of way. So I'm assuming that maybe I did not have it. But, um, yeah, like if family wise, you know, I've been lucky and blessed enough to like none, nobody that I know in my family has, um, as you know, succumbed to or uh, or had COVID or coronavirus. I do know a few people who have uh, passed away though from uh, coronavirus. Uh, one of them was my high school principal. Oh man, uh, sorry to hear that. Like very big mentor in my life, man. I, I kind of spoke about her on the on on the on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago. Um, her husband also had it. Uh, another high school, like one of the people that I went to high school with who went back to that school to go teach, 
also succumbed to it. So, um, you know, like my high school, like family, because we kind of a tight knit group. But uh, in my high school family, yeah, like three people um, have succumbed to COVID-19. So um, it hit different. Now, like, I know that's, that, that phrase is kind of cliche, but like when, you know, the jokes and stuff start flying and whatnot, but when you know somebody who's like had to deal with it in that, you know, that kind of way, you know, those jokes don't really, they aren't as funny anymore. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, man, it, it's been, it's been, it's been our loop. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how to express it. Yes. Yeah. You know yeah. I, I get you. I, and I'm, I'm sorry to hear about the people that you lost, man. Condolences on that. Um, <laughs> You know, it's it's definitely crazy. Um, was there anything else you wanted to say? Um, other than like you know, just kind of watching how people move now, uh, like people have kind of lulled themselves into a sense of security, lulled themselves into, uh, you know, at this point maybe they feel like they're not going to get it. Like you know, I remember earlier on Trump was talking about, well, it starts warming up and it may go away, and like. Truthfully speaking, I'm thinking a lot of people have like kind of taken that to heart because even now when I'm out at work, I see a lot of people out not wearing masks. There was a birthday party on the street that I was working on today. So I'm just like, you know, a lot of people just don't mean, you know, they don't think that fat being greasy. And, you know, until it hits them in that way, they probably will never really, you know, truly understand the seriousness of it. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, yeah, stuff like that drives me insane. Like, yeah. I tend to go for long-ass walks because what else can you do? And I would just see, like, clusters of people with their masks, like, on their chin. Normally dudes just, like, you know, corner dudes smoking. And I'm like, all five of you are then going to separate and go to your respective homes after the smoke session. Um, like, that's not how any of this works. Yeah. Like, I'm sure your friend doesn't know whether or not he's asymptomatic or has it. Like, yes, we all miss our fucking friends and families, but like, I never, okay, I, I'm an introvert, so I have no problem staying my ass home with a good book, but I never realized, even for the price of like people's lives, that this would be a challenge. Yo, that's, that's one of the craziest things about it is that I think this situation, um, has revealed a lot about people in general, a lot about, you know, yourself and a lot about other people. I think we've all learned a lot, you know, across the board, you know, because of this, because like you said, when you think about the fact that this is not just something that could affect me, but it could affect other people. But people don't seem to give a fuck about that. It's like, yeah. I want to go out. I want to hang out and do X, Y, Z with my friends and blah, blah, blah. And that's all that really matters. So, you know, yeah. screw everybody else and, and what's good for the great. And you don't even have to be like an altruistic person who's out here just trying to save the world. You don't even got to be on it like that. But just for your own safety and your own, you know, longevity of life and, and trying to protect the people that you actually do care about, it that should be enough to make you kind of chill out for a while. But for a lot of people, it, it doesn't seem to be, you know, the case or whatever. Um, and I'll just chime in and say, you know, for myself, you know, in general, things are going pretty well, you know, knock on wood for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
I, my mom actually lives with me. She's been living with me since October. Um, so, you know, there's there's always a little bit of a concern about, you know, even though we're in the same house, you know what I'm saying? Trying to kind of keep a distance, you know, if that makes sense, you know, trying to keep sort of a distance and, and make sure that I clean my hands and things like that. She actually has to to go in and out of the house to work. I don't right now. Um, and we'll talk about work in a second. But um, but yeah, you know, just having another person with you, you know, you 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 have to take on another level of responsibility, you know, when it comes to this. I mean, maybe it's a little different if you live alone, but um, when you have another person with you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's definitely a heightened sense of the reality of the situation. Um, so there's that, you know, and then as far as my immediate family, um, everybody's doing well. Like, like, like Mr. Span said a, a little while ago, like, I kind of feel like even though I haven't felt any symptoms and I generally have felt fine in this situation, um, I don't take that to mean that I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I look at it as it's at least a 50, 50 shot that I'm just an asymptomatic carrier. Um, so I try to be careful with that. Cause again, you know, I got, I got my moms with me and stuff like that. Um, but I do know um, some people who have been affected by it. Uh, it seems like one of my coworkers, I think actually, you know, got it. Um, she never got tested because she wasn't um, bad enough to get the test or whatever. She wasn't on the brink of death, so they didn't want to test her. But um, from everything she said about symptoms and how she had felt, you know, um, about a month ago, it seems like she actually did have the virus. And then another coworker's wife um, works in the medical industry and she's got some coworkers that are in um like I think one person was uh, up in New York City, so up there uh, in your neck of the woods, Mo, and then I think the other person was in um, the Chicago or somewhere in the mid at Chicago or somewhere in the Midwest or whatever, and um, both of those people passed away. So those aren't folks that I know, but you know, the death the death toll has you know affected people that I do know. You know what I'm saying? So it's been pretty rough to hear about that or whatever. And these are apparently people that his wife actually did know. And, you know, even though they worked in other states, I'm here in North Carolina, um, even though, it, you know, they were in other states or whatever, she's, she's traveled to work with them on projects and they've come here and stuff like that. So these are actually like people that, you know, she was cool with or whatever that passed away. So, you know, that was sad to hear that, you know what I'm saying? Even though it wasn't a, a direct. And it shouldn't even matter if you yeah. know them or not, because I think that's yeah. the thing people are forgetting. Like, Okay, you don't know these people dying. Like, even the most cynical person, I'm pretty cynical at times. Like, <laughs> even if you don't have like an emotional attachment to these people dying, even the most jackass person should be able to be like, we have lost potential workers. We have lost someone inventing something. We have we have lost someone in we have lost the next Steve Jobs. Like, you don't fucking know, yeah. right? Yeah. But we've lost it. And I think that's one of the things, other than like money and economy like people are not talking about that worldwide like an entire potential for you know a different future good or bad you know it's kind of just like wiped off the board yeah because people are so concerned about money and you know and i mean obviously you know we live in a world where you do have to have money and, and, and certain resources in order to survive and you know to pay bills and all that kind of stuff so it's not to totally 
you know, throw that aside as something that's not important. But I don't think that should ever be more important than, you know, the life of, of your fellow man or woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely not. And but a lot did of people you, did are, we not realize in March that money was fake. You didn't get that memo. Apparently, a lot of people didn't. You know what I mean? Uh, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people are just finding this out. <laughs> You know, Look, and it's like obviously it's not that like the United States wrote like a four million dollar for a trillion dollars. Wait, what was it? Four billion or trillion? Trillion. Was yes, it, just it was two time. trillion on one day and then two trillion on the second day. Yeah. And they were like, oh well, that's not working. So again, it's not like again the government wrote like a check straight to the government. It's like they, I mean, they did in a sense, but it's it's all like from this from future whatever it's, it's complicated and it's made complicated people because p- people and rich people figured out you know, you know the scam yeah. but <laughs> when all of that happened and everybody was dying i was just like this is beautiful because all of this shit is like just not like meaningless but it's made up we all made this shit up and agreed to go along with it that's all yeah. it is or, all right, so go ahead. I'm sorry, but like that's gonna be like the interesting thing too, is like how society like goes back to how things used to be. Right. Like these, like your creditors and shit, giving you like like pausing your credit card bills and stuff, and utility companies not shutting off your utilities if you don't pay the bill, and you know your cell phone companies saying, well, you know, when you get free internet, unlimited internet this entire time, we're not gonna charge you any extra for that. And then it's gonna be like, well, okay, since y'all were able to do that, y'all showing us y'all were able to right. do that. Yeah. Why are why, we, why can't we just keep this party going? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you don't need all this money that you collect. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where we should. Be. It, oh, you remember when they used to charge us for taxing after eight, and then it was like yeah. per tax, and now it's like who the fuck even remembers they used to do that because it's just taking money from us. Right. <laughs> I saw I saw a video um uh maybe like a week or two ago on YouTube, and it was talking about how pandemics change society, and it was pretty interesting because it was talking about how um. You know, there's been different ones, the the plague and syphilis and different things that have happened over the course of human history. So what we're experiencing now isn't something that's never happened in world history or whatever, obviously. But it was talking about just like how, you know, when those things happened, um, society ended up changing in certain ways. You know what I'm saying? Like you had, you know, the rise and fall of certain religious, you know, groups or whatever. And then people started using that as an opportunity to oppress certain people and just all these different things that, you know, have sort of, you know, that are sort of common today or things that we, you know, don't even think twice about today, you know, in some cases started during a situation like this. Um, so that was pretty interesting to, to, to see and to hear or whatever. So moving on, we already kind of answered the next question, which was going to be about if, if you, you know, knew anybody that had uh, been touched by the virus and we, we've mentioned that already. So I want to go back just a little bit to, um, if you all recall the moment or situation that really made you realize that this was something serious that was going to possibly have an impact on your daily life. Uh, for for a period of time, and uh, we'll start with Mr. Span on this one. Um, I want to say it was when I came to work, like around, like, right after like the first cases of coronavirus hit Michigan. Uh-huh. 
Um, and, and you know, because like I said, the nature of my work, I'm in every, I'm in everybody's house. <laughs> you know, so like you go into these folks' house, you don't know what's going on, you don't know if they've been sick, you don't know any of this stuff, but you're in the house. And so, um, you know, coming to work and you know, they decided that we weren't going to have our morning meetings. Now, our morning meetings we usually have at least a hundred people in those meetings, uh, and they like they say like, you know what, we're not going to have these meetings because. Um, you know, we, you got to have, you know, less than 10 people in a room and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, then it became a thing where, like, okay, so you guys aren't going to be doing any regular work. You're just going to be doing cleanup work. Okay, fine. And then, okay, you guys can't ride in the same trucks together. You got to get a separate vehicle to ride out to the job site. Okay, fine. And then they eventually just told us, like, yo, y'all going to be sitting at home for a month at least. Wow. You just got to call in in the morning. <laughs> call your supervisor in the morning, see if you need it. If not, then just stay at home. Don't drink until after four. <laughs> wow that's, that's pretty crazy that's, that's been my like the mo since march yeah you know every time they extended the uh the uh the stay-at-home order when gretchen women we do that call the supervisors like yep you guys will be home for another two weeks i'm like okay cool but you still gotta you know call in every morning you know and uh then they sent us uh thermostats the jobs with the thermostats to the house and we could take our own temperature in the morning and check that in with them and, oh wow you know, Folks at the job were. Um, this is the top result. Folks at the job were like a little upset with that. Like they like that's too much information to be given to y'all. Like all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when they decided that you know we wouldn't be going to work, that they were just gonna let us sit at home for a month. Um, yeah, man, that's when shit got real. That's when it really got real for me. Where Moji? Um. Well, yeah, I think it kind of sounded the same way for me as well, because like that's all we were talking about at work for like February. And as is like, there's too much mail that comes like through my desk from all over the world. So I'm already like super paranoid about, you know, dirt and all yeah. that shit at work. So, you know, everyone's just talking about it. It's like, oh, well, you know, ha ha. Everybody's making the jokes and everyone's like, you know, not thinking much of it until they were like, oh, wow, well, you guys are going to have to come to work. So they split the office in two teams. And first day that went live, like half the office was not there, but the half that came in, came in freaked the fuck out. And they were like, you don't have to come back tomorrow if you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Were um, you in that half of people? No, because I'm an essential worker. Okay. Um. So no, and so by that time, but like we're work, they're like fine. Everybody work from home, so we're working from home, and it's just like this is surreal. How it, it's like, how does this work? And I feel like that first two weeks, everybody was doing the most in terms of checking in on people. It's like relax yourself. You know, because it's it's weird to say like capital. It's not weird. It, it makes sense, but capitalism has like a weird like slave mentality that goes along with it. Yeah, it does. the bosses feel the need to like be able to see you. Like, yeah, if they can't see you, they can't beat you or something. Like, you guys know what I'm saying? Like, they can't prove whether or not you're working or not. It's oh yeah, slave yeah. mentality, honestly, because capitalism is born out of American slavery, but our form. Um, message. So I think it's like a huh? Okay. I said but message. I do try, <laughs> but you know, it's from there. You know, they were just like stay home, so we've been rotating. So between staying at home and when it was my turn, 
to go into work, I think at the end of March, I freaked the fuck out because it was like peak death week. And I hate the fucking media because that's what they were calling it. Oh, it's wow. peak death week. Peak de- I'm like, this is not the Super Bowl. I need you guys to find another word that's not peak death week. Right. You know? so, yeah. And that week, everyone was just like hyper because every it was like the highest across the nation. And I had to go to work that weekend, even though my job was like, you can take a cab from here to work. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to be outside of my home. Right. Um, and that was when it just sort of like really like hit home for me. Now, mind you, it's like, when this went down, my sister and my niece were visiting me, so they ended up staying. I'm I, I'm vigilant. My sister is like one of those I will she would like put me in a hyperbolic chamber every time I came in if she could. Oh, so like wow. everything <laughs> gets sprayed down, things get put into bags, gloves are put get, being put on. Um a bit too much. She's like one of those who watches everything on COVID and I'm like, just stop. So even if I want to be lazy about it. Yeah. She's on point. She is too much on point. Sometimes I just tell her to say Yo, you, yo uh, shout out to her, man. You got to have at least one on point person in the house, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not a game right now, especially especially in New York City. Like, y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all can't be fucking around. No, absolutely not. But luckily enough, like, we're in a good neighborhood, even though they be acting up once a in a while. A good neighborhood. What is that, Moji? You know, in terms of, like, I don't have, like, I, all my life in New York, I've lived in apartment buildings, right? So right. it's like, I'm technically used to living in an apartment building with, like, at least 50, 20 to 50 apartments or more. Yeah. Like, now I live in a house. So it's like, Okay, okay. Balling? Word. Not at all. You're the one that's balling. Shut your mouth. Oh, man. But essentially saying, like, per capita, like, blocks. I have less people to live with now, which is nice and Brooklyn standard. So that's that's what I mean. Word. Yeah, that's because that was definitely one of the problems with people in this city, like, being stacked on top of each other. You know what I'm saying? So if you are in a, a house, a townhouse, anything that's a little bit more spread out, that that gives you a little bit better chance to, you know, kind of avoid a bunch of people and, and a higher risk of, you know, coming in contact. I think at this point, honestly, I believe everybody's been exposed to it at this point. But, you know, as long as you stay diligent and, and you know, cleaning your hands and cleaning surfaces and things like that, then you can, you know, like literally wash it away. But you got to keep that in mind, you know what I'm saying, on a daily basis, because if you slip up, but, then... But we realize a lot of people don't know how to wash their hands when all of this started. Yo, yeah. Like kindergarten and start putting fucking signs up saying, yeah. wash your fucking hands for at least 20 seconds, you disgusting human being. Yo, that, that's one thing that I've noticed. Um, and we can get back into that a little bit later. Like things that I've noticed online, like it's a lot of people who don't know how to wash their hands, don't know how to oh, wash no. their ass, don't know how to do their own hair. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, how did you make it? How did you survive this long not knowing how to do this shit? That's why they're fucking protesting because they don't know how to do shit. Yes, oh, probably. You could believe they don't know how. I, I I believe they just don't want to. It's about yeah. It, it, it can't be they don't know how. Yeah. Like my my boss, my boss's boss. Every time I see that dude, like in the restroom, 
he walks straight out of the restroom. He never. Uh, oh wow! Yo, he's balling. So, there have been plenty of times where he reached out to shake my hand. I'm like, nah. Nope. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nope. I've seen you come out of the stall and walk straight up out. Yo, of that's there. crazy. Nah, man, he ain't doing that. And so, like, when the whole thing of like washing your hands, like hand sanitizer and everything else, like it, it made it less awkward for me to have to tell that guy. You need to wash your hands. Yeah. yeah. Oh, everyone was shading each other at work. People became disrespectful. Me and my yeah. one of them. Like we just start. We had like cans of Lysol, so we just start spraying. I can see you spraying people. When someone yep. cough. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> commercials back in the day, right? Yeah. Spraying motherfuckers like a cloud of green smoke. Aww. Yeah. In the office, the people would just like turn around and be like, oh, oh. that's crazy. <laughs> For me, I think, um, I think, I, I mean, you know, I, we all heard about it, and you know, I think we all probably did, it wasn't really on the radar while it was in other places. Um, then it started coming to the US, so then you're like, okay, well. You know, your antenna started going up a little bit more and paying a little bit more attention. But I think it really hit me that this was that this was coming when um because I work at a university or whatever, you know what I mean? And um like we were on spring break at the time and we got towards the end of that week and they extended the break another week. Mm. So I was like, oh shit. Like, cause they never like they're always the last ones to to make a decision about you know, a delay for like bad weather or whatever like that. Like all the other schools in the county, all the other um, universities around here, everybody else could be like, yo, we're canceled, we're delayed. Uh, NC State is like, nah, bro, we're we're monitoring the situation. We will keep an eye <laughs> on things and we'll let y'all know. You know what I mean? So when they, when they actually say, yo, we need to take another week, I was like, okay, this shit is for real, for real. You know what I mean? But even with that, they still kind of were a little wishy-washy with making a decision about telling people to actually stay home. So what they did with us at the job was, you know, um, they had us come in because we we record classes. So they had us coming in like kind of like in shifts. So instead of like the whole group of us coming in to do what we would normally do, a lot of people had already, they had already decided that they weren't going to have classes in the rooms anymore. So everything was going to be done, you know, through Zoom or through other means or whatever. So they made that decision in the period of time when they extended the break. But then for us, there were still a few people that wanted to come in and try to record to an empty classroom. So they were like, instead of having everybody come in, first of all, there's not enough people that need to be recorded anyway. But what we'll do is we'll just kind of have people come in based on need. So it might have been like a couple of us there at a time and everybody else was at home. You know what I'm saying? So when they really when they did that, I was like, okay, I think, you know, this is definitely the real deal. But they had us doing that for a little while. You know, maybe a, a week, maybe two weeks. I don't even know if it was that long. And then eventually they came with the the official. Um, I think the county did it first with the, the stay at home orders. And then eventually uh, the state did it. I think it was maybe a week later or something like that, where the state finally you know, said, unless you're an essential worker, then you've got to stay at the house. You know, and they gave us a date and all of that. 
Um, and speaking of which, that was that was one of my next questions. Did they officially put you guys under um, stay at home orders? Was that an official thing that came down from from the powers that be uh, in uh, in New York and Michigan? Uh, we'll go emoji first with that one. Well, I mean, it came in two ways. So first was work saying stay your ass home. Right. This was even before the state said stay home. And then officially our governor, Governor Cuomo, said stay fast at home. Everybody, you know, stayed home. <laughs> Word. Span? Yeah. Um, at first, Gretchen Whitmer put out a... Um, was at a state of emergency. She had the state of emergency declaration. And then I want to say it probably was like a, a week later when she finally, uh, you know, brought out the, the stay at home order. But even with the stay at home order, um, you know, like folks just wasn't really like staying at home. I mean, like if you didn't have to go to work, you know, chances are a lot of people just kind of look at it as a vacation at home somewhat. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, as far as staying at home, I mean, I was doing it just to keep from <laughs> from being amongst the people. But truthfully speaking, man, like a lot of the stay at home stuff, it wasn't like mandatory. If you get caught outside, you're going to jail. And so folks were just kind of just out. You know, it wasn't yeah. as many number. It wasn't like the large amounts of people that you would normally see around this time of the year. But you would just still see a whole lot of folks just kind of out and about. Yeah, some of them wearing masks, some of them not. Yeah. So yeah, she put in the order. But at a certain point, it just became a thing of well, okay, so there's an order in place, but everybody outside like ain't shit, ain't, like ain't shit different, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It took them a little bit to get caught out yeah. of it here, but like I would genuinely say, for like the last two weeks in March, ninety percent of the streets were like empty, you know. And yeah. as we've gone along, which I think it's mostly due to the fucking idiots in charge not taking this seriously. And passing that tone down, right? It went from completely serious because we're all grown ups who know how science works <laughs> to, well, um, now we're arguing about other shit. And now people are like, well, we don't want to give people unemployment. And it's like, well, if we don't give people money, then they have to go back to work. So it became this whole other thing, right? Other than people are dying unnecessarily because, you know, the powers. So I just feel like the tone. Um, it's it's always from the top down. If your boss is a you know nervous rock, they're gonna pass that shit down. If yeah. your boss is calm and steady, they're gonna pass that shit down. And I feel like that's sort of what's happening. So I don't know if the situation is less serious. I mean, it is because there's more hospital beds, which is horrible. But um, it's just it still is dangerous, and people shouldn't like. I don't know. Jackasses in Brooklyn were going to the park. Like, the park is open. Go to the park. Like, yeah. I go to the local park and I walk and people stay like six feet apart. But, like, you have the parks that are in like predominantly white neighborhoods and motherfuckers are acting like it's brunch Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it will, we'll, yeah. That's, that's definitely a thing. And, like you said, um, <laughs> You know, people look to the folks in leadership positions for guidance when things, you know, well, in general, but definitely when shit goes crazy, you're looking for the people that are in positions of power, air quotes, to, you know, give you 
the tone or give you the path that you're going to go on or whatever it is. So when you have idiots like the ones that we have in charge and they're sitting there not taking this shit seriously and, and, you know, making stuff up, you know, with, with every, you know, every word that comes out of, out of this man's mouth is, is, you know, some, some crazy shit. People that really, you know, listen to that and follow that are going to believe that everything is okay. And that's when it becomes more of a dangerous situation because not everybody's on the same page in terms of how seriously, you know, they're taking it or whatever. And someone else's recklessness or carelessness, you know, could cause, you know, a person to get sick or even cause someone to die. And people aren't thinking of it in that way, you know, especially if it's not somebody that they that they see or that they know or whatever like that, because there's so many different reasons why. A lot of people walk around and don't even see other people as human beings. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, some so, people are like grandma could get it. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what grandmas did. Yeah, yeah grandmas could get it. Yeah, yeah they don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like at this point, um, that's the that's the sad part about all of it is like the political like bit that's been put into whether to proceed as normal or whether we should really take just be cautious in how we proceed going forward. And most of it is just based on political calculation, not yeah. necessarily how this is actually going to affect the populace. And right. so um, this is how you get, you know, like protesters calling Gretchen Whitmer, like, you know, not, a Nazi and coming to the state capitol and like with nooses and Confederate flags and shit because they totally politicize it. It's, a, it's not even so yeah. much about whether or not this disease is deadly and it's killing everybody. It's right. like, no, this person doesn't adhere to the politics that I adhere to, and she's telling me to do something, and I don't want to hear that shit because yep. it's coming from her. Yep. Had it yep. come from Trump, it'd have been okay, right? Yeah, I right. feel like if Trump, Trump could have, could have, could have, he could have shut the whole fucking country down. All <laughs> it, yeah. It's been like, Everyone gets $1,500 a month for the next six months. Done. Stay your asses home. Yeah. And, and, and motherfuckers would have had a problem with that. Yes. Yeah, because it's 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 not even the message itself. It's, it's the presentation of it or it's who it's coming from that a lot of people are bucking against. And yeah. and and like it's the fun, one of the funniest things is that people say like, oh, well, you know, I love being at home. I don't. I don't mind being around motherfuckers. Da da da. And some people are really true to that. You know what I'm saying? But it's different when you don't have the option to go out. <laughs> like it's one thing to say it's a Friday night. I don't feel like going nowhere. I'm not gonna go. But it's different when it's a Friday night and you don't have the option to go anywhere because everything is closed down. So people yeah. are, are resistant to that part of it more so than the actual act of just staying home and chilling out. You know what I'm saying? It's it's how it's being presented or whatever. And when it when you have no leadership at the top, then this is what you get. You get people protesting, staying at home. I thought okay. you were I thought you were preparing for doomsday. This is it. <laughs> they prepare for nothing. Yeah. I genuinely hope every single pe- person who's out there protesting gets like I genuinely yeah. Word. from the bottom of my heart mean that because if it takes yourself as a person to get sick to understand and the thing is even if let's say everyone is fine people aren't coming away like shaking it off like it's the flu motherfuckers have lung problems motherfuckers are losing a limb so okay yes you don't die and you shake it off you still have a whole host of other problems yep to deal with and that is another thing 
and it's like, a, and it's a, a bunch of shit that you probably could have avoided had yeah. you not been so hard headed. That's it. Stay your ass. Like yo, stay your ass home. That's it. But man. like you said, it became politicized and common sense went out the window. But like, this is what the GOP does, right? So I don't even like. I'm not even surprised. They they had they were actually confronted with a problem for like four weeks and pretended they were going to give a fuck. Yeah. And then didn't. <laughs> they were yeah. just like, oh, we don't do shit. We forgot they, for a second. Have they shut the country down uniformly? Like all of the states shut down at the same time. Like the government was like using their authority to shut these states down. I doubt very seriously we have seen the number of infections and the number of deaths uh, as a result of this. But because they did a piecemeal thing where actually what was going on was Trump was trying to avoid any responsibility for shutting down the country because he touts the the economy, of which he's right on the back of Obama. But, you know, he's touting the economy as a reason why you can't get rid of him. Okay, Mm -hmm. so now the economy is shit. Mm-hmm. And this is why they're trying to get the, get everybody back to work, getting back out of here. Like, let's open these states back up. Many of these states don't even meet the the, the requirements that were set forth by the White House's own task force. Yeah, that so, they don't want to share the people for right. that reason. And, and many of the states that are like um, like so gung ho about reopening are all politically aligned with Donald Trump. Like they're all Republican states: Georgia, Texas, yeah. Mississippi. Iowa, like all of these states that didn't want to close down in the first place right. are now, like, you know, well, we're going to open right on back up, despite the fact that the coronavirus cases are going up. So, I mean, it's, it's totally been politicized to a point where, like, you know, you kind of have to take it upon yourself to just kind of move in a way in which you think you're going to be, like, most safe. Right. And so when they start opening up malls, yeah, the mall is open. That don't mean I got to be there. I mean, I don't yeah. go to malls anyway. Right. I shop on fire for the most part. But still, somebody has to go to work there now that they're open. Right. Yeah, you know? and that's what they don't realize. Okay, go ahead. Open the economy back up. No one's going to go out. Like, even if there's 25% of the population, which is stupid as fuck, that 25% is not going to get an unemployment down from 15% now. They, they're not even going to get it down from 15% to 13%. So motherfuckers opening shit up does nothing. These small businesses that were supposed to get loans from the government that weren't able to because the NBA and multi-million dollar franchises were the ones that got it, they're out of business. They're not coming back. They're not hiring their workers back. It's done. School is done. Yeah. Jobs are done. Like opening it is just stupid folly. And it's just it makes no sense other than like politicization. Yeah. But it's just like where does this end? Like it and it doesn't because people are dying. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I was trying to make some kind of sense out of what the fuck is happening. It doesn't make any sense. That's the problem. <laughs> well, one anyway, side is pretending like it doesn't. It's yeah. driving me insane. All right. Anyway, um, to get off the the political side of things, which is a very good conversation because it's, all of that is very true. But to just kind of push this conversation forward a little bit, I wanted to ask you all, um, before all of this, was uh, working from home a, a part of what you all did? Or is this like sort of the first time that you've had to do that? I, thought, I know, Mo, you said you're an essential worker, so you probably haven't missed a beat, right? No, I go to work because we rotate. So I go to work like once a month. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, working from home was not an option. It was an option for like the head of my team, but right. that's also because she's been there forever. Right. Um, but yeah, no, working from home was not a was not an option, and now I can't even imagine. And I was always scared to be like, I've been at the company for maybe like a year and a half. Um, so I was always I, I was gonna be like, can I work from home? They'd be like, bitch, it was you. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> you know? But now it's like if we do go back to work, I wish a motherfucker would be like, I can't work from home. I'd be like, get out of here. I'm working from home six months. I'm yeah. working from home once a week now. Bye. Right. So it wasn't an option before. But yeah, I don't know how they like take it back now. All right, and since since you were already talking about it, I'll just ask you the second uh, a second part of this, and then we'll get uh, Spans answer, and then I'll chime in. So, what has kind of your setup been with with doing the work from home thing? Are you actually doing like you know your regular job, you know, at the crib, or, or are you just kind of sort of killing time, um, not drinking until four o'clock? <laughs> Talking about me? Uh, I was talking about Mo, but but uh, oh, that was me. <laughs> yeah, just I just wanted to do a follow up with you real quick, and then we'll get his answer, and then I'll I'll gotcha. chime in. Um, so like I have a Mac laptop. It's not like super big. I at work. I have like a fucking thirty inch screen yeah. to work from, and it's like you're used to doing five different things at once, and now you can. And it's like, do you need this? So initially, it was like, what the fuck do you need at home, right? Right. Um, but now you just kind of, I'm used to it. Like things take a little bit longer and I feel like everyone kind of understands that now because it's like, we don't have super fast servers. Some people have, which I don't understand. And there's some people at my job who make like a hundred grand and have like a laptop from 2000. Um, but you know, my setup is my Mac laptop. And all of us, oh, they actually said, they were like, oh, who needs a monitor? So like, as a loaner for my job, so they're gonna be giving us like, loaner monitors. So I don't have to come out of pocket for that. I mean, I'm eventually gonna get one, but for now, yeah. I'll take the companies. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. Word. But other than that, like, it's just me at home. I, Again, we podcast, so we we already technically have an office yeah. set up in most of our homes. So all it is is just that, but now for work. And it's like there's some days where I don't want to do shit, right? In terms of working, like I can't focus. And you just you go to, even when you went into work, you had days like that where you're yeah. just like, well, I'm just, is it five yet? Let me go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me go to the bathroom again. Exactly. And then there's some days where I straight up put in like nine hour days, right. you know, so like your work still got to get done. Like you don't know if your work doesn't get done, but you know, you bullshitting on a Monday and catching up on a Tuesday. I have a doctor's appointment. I can leave in the middle of the day and come back or there's shit I want to do around the house now so I can do that. Um, but again, I'm a very like... <laughs> I, I couldn't relax for the first couple of weeks that I was at home. Yeah. I couldn't. I was like, oh, my God, I have to pretend like I'm working. I have to work. I have to work. Yeah. I, and then after the while, I'm like, I'm going outside to get some fresh air. I'm, this is enough. So that's sort of been my setup. Um, that's what's up. 
All right. Yeah. So Span, yeah, what's what's up with you? Have you, were you able to actually do some of the, some of the, the stuff that you need to for work from the house before this? Um, and if if not, then you know how has has working from home been so far? Like you know, I, I think I remember you saying that you're back at work now, but um, you know what what was sort of like the the work from home setup or, or situation? You know, while you were at the house. Man, the work from home setup was more podcast. Ah, no doubt. <laughs> I put out I put out maybe thirteen episodes of like Spare Ford and Beer Chicken and Baywatch podcast. Like I was just podcasting. Just, <laughs> like I mean, I work in construction. Like I, it's all new construction, so like there was nothing for me to do at the you know from the job like at the crib. Right. Like, when they told me I was gonna be at home and sitting at home for a month and just like call to make sure that we don't need you. And mostly it was like, they called it like uh, like ready reserve. So if somebody got sick at work and they call somebody up and my number never got called up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for the most part, man, I was like all over social media, scouring news, scouring. I watched all the movies, man. I wasn't going to bed till four, five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> man, like I was just... I was catching up on all the... I, I finally watched all the Star Wars movies. Like, I finally caught up on that. Like, I'm watching historical documentaries and shit. Like, man, see, I'm just had this... I, that, that's how that ties into this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was turning to Oswald Bates in this motherfucker. Man, listen, I was like... I was in my bag as far as, like, like the podcast. And I felt like there was an opportunity to get to the shit that I wanted to do, right? Like, yeah. the job is necessary evil. Right. It allowed me to do the shit I like doing. But yeah, when I finally had the time to like just kind of dedicate it to like the podcast, I'm like, yo, man, that's what I did. Man, I just I hit the podcast and hard to kind of like keep me like busy. Now I wish I'd have kept my ass out like you know doing some walking and shit because getting back to work like yeah. <laughs> yeah, huffing and puffing. <laughs> man, I'm gonna hear something funny real quick. What's that? So I go into the office once a month. And I go into the office last week and we have, everyone has like cubicles. Well, there are cubicles on, on the floor and it's like clear window. And I just walked past one of it and I was like, damn, that bitch got fat. That bitch was me. Oh. <laughs> Man. <laughs> like, I don't think I look like really looked at myself in, in yeah. the past month. I was just like, damn, stop eating. I came out of a, uh, I was, I was, you know, taking some gas equipment out of somebody's basement and I'm walking up the stairs with it. And that's how I knew I was just like out of it. My knees started buckling on my way up the stairs. Oh man. And I started, I'm like, damn, man, like, <laughs> did I really like let myself go that far? Bro? Like, <laughs> month. like in, you know, even with that month though, like it, there was, you know, a lot of beer and yeah. quite yeah. a Quite a bit of Crown Royal. Yeah. And I got um, some in my cup right now. Yeah. <laughs> See? So like that was going on and like um, you know, like this week, this week in particular has been tough because like I said, my job is, you know, pretty physical. But um, you know, like I said, but when I was when we were at home, no, nah, I was at home. There was no work from home being done. The only thing I had to do was like, hey, do y'all need me? No? Yeah. All right. Call y'all tomorrow before twelve. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me it was pretty much the same. Like, um, you know, once they put everything online and and told everybody to to stay home, there wasn't really much for us to do. So I'm not doing like my actual job, you know, from here. But what I, what I've been doing and what my coworkers have been doing is just kind of like a lot of LinkedIn learning stuff. Um, I think to to date, 
I have like 25 certificates that I've picked up from LinkedIn Learning. <laughs> really? Um, I didn't yeah. Like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I've been studying for the CTS exam, which uh, stands for Certified Technology Specialist. So I've been studying for that. Um, learning a lot about Zoom, you know, because obviously that the whole world is using that a lot more now. Uh, and we used it anyway at work or whatever. But, um, you know, like I was telling my mom earlier, you know, over the course of this this whole pandemic, I think everybody has learned a lot of different ways to use Zoom because I, I think most of us knew it from video conferencing. But, you know, people are doing a lot of different stuff with it now. We'll, we'll talk about that because I got a question about that uh, coming up. But, you know, learning a lot about that, you know, I've been checking out um, the CEO of Zoom has a, a live stream that he does on on YouTube every Wednesday with like some of the other top executives or whatever from the company. And they, they they'll chop it up about like some new updates and different things like that or whatever. But then they take questions from from people in the, uh, the YouTube chat. You know, so I've been checking those out. We've been looking in the slack and so different things like that, just kind of like picking up some new skills and and kind of just like, you know, studying for the exam, you know, so that whenever I feel like I'm ready, I can take that test and get my certification and everything like that. That's basically what it's been like, you know, as far as, you know, so-called working from home. Um, so I wanted to ask y'all, um, kind of skipping around here, you know, real good, you know, we've been having a really good conversation or whatever. So I've been able to skip a lot of these questions. But I did want to ask y'all, you know, we talked about the work from home situation or whatever. Let's talk about like daily routine. Like how has your daily routine been affected by this? You know, Span just talked about staying up to like four or five in the morning and stuff like that. So clearly he doesn't have a bedtime that he has to adhere to or whatever. But, you know, in what ways has has your daily routine, you know, been affected, you know, with the, the current set of circumstances? Uh, we'll go with Span first on this one. Well, since I'm back to work, I do got a bedtime. Oh, man. You know, like when I, you know, I got to be at work at 730 in the morning. Okay. So, um, you know, I try to go to bed. I try. <laughs> like real talk in my mind, is hard, it's hard for me to shut my mind off. Mm. So like I'll sit up and like try to watch the news and stuff. And then I'll maybe like try to watch a documentary and put myself to sleep. And my wife, a lot of times what will happen is I'll fall asleep on the couch and the TV's watching me. Right. And like my wife would end up like kind of bring your ass to bed, nigga. Come on. Right. Like an old person. But um no, I mean I, I try to go to bed around I like, usually try to get there by midnight. Um, because I gotta be up around six or so. But um before, um, you know, once I knew I didn't have anywhere to go or I didn't have anywhere to be, then I would just be up. Yeah. You know, it just I just be up because I'm like, it's like I was a kid again. Like when you don't have to go to school on Saturday. Okay, cool. You can sit up all night and watch Three Stooges or some shit. And that's pretty much how I was rolling um, <laughs> the entire time I was off. But now that I'm back to it, um, you know, like in the bed by midnight, up at six, work for about 10 hours straight, come home, body beat up. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And um, like now I'm just sore. So I just be wanting to like sit down and not do nothing. Right. <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, like I said, it's all about just trying to get back into like, you know, work shape mm. uh, the way I was before, where it was just kind of like nothing for me to do that. But um, yeah, man, like the, the routine is like getting back in shape for me right now. Um, it's, it's almost like the same thing. Only my body hurts a lot more. Right. Moji. 
Um, well, my routine, I think, again, for the first month was probably super trash. And then I started feeling disgusting. I think that was probably when my body reached its limit. And I was like, I got to start going for walks now. Yeah. So that's been the majority of what I've been doing, which is just going on like walks for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, like 10,000 steps. So shout out the Fitbit. <laughs> well, I don't use that. I just use my stupid app on my phone. But you know, it's good. It's like even if that's the most I'm getting right now. Hopefully, it gets warmer so I can take longer walks. But again, it's also been cold, so right. it's essentially work and then walk. <laughs> and um, I don't even know when the like I well, I was like everyone is saying they're gonna get fat, but one I people like your body will be like no bitch like you can only <laughs> do something <laughs> your body minds you you're a grown-up who is lactose and intolerant lactose intolerant like you know it, it is what it is but yeah that's sort of what it is for, um, for me um my like i have tried to be you know reasonable with going to bed um you know like with my normal routine with working, like, cause I, I like to wake up early and like kind of take my time. I hate like having a rush at any point in the day, but I damn sure don't want to do that first thing in the morning. So my routine was that, you know, I would wake up at four 30, lay in bed until five 30, you know, then, you know, get up, you know, take my morning constitution, Make the bed, <laughs> make the bed, shower, all that kind of stuff, and you know, do my whole getting ready thing, and then try to leave around about six thirty, between six thirty and six forty-five. Um, I have a thirty-minute ride to work or whatever, so I would usually get there, you know, a little after seven o'clock or something like that, depending on what time I actually left. You know, so I like to kind of just do things early so that I can, you know, kind of just, you know, take a a normal pace of 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 doing stuff or whatever. So, you know, since I haven't had to to make that 30 minute ride, I've been actually sleeping in a little bit later, which is, you know, now like, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock or whatever. Um, the only thing that I really try to the mark that I tried to hit is is to just clock in. Um, at normal time, which is, you know, eight o'clock, but there's like a, a 14 minute window where like anything from 7.53 to 8.07 counts as eight o'clock. So I still try to clock in at 7.53. So as long as I can hit that mark, then I'm good. Anything else, then it's whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I try to, you know, come upstairs and get in the bed. <coughs> Excuse me, if I haven't already done that, <coughs> I try to do that, you know, between like 12 and 1230, you know, but sometimes it might be one o'clock, you know, whatever like that. But, you know, as long as I can get up and, and, and you know, punch in at uh, 753 then I'm straight. And yeah. then after that, then it's pretty much just like whatever I feel like doing. Like, you know, I, I usually don't get started with anything until about nine. Um, and, you know, then from there, you know, I might look up some stuff on YouTube or, you know, I created a playlist of stuff that's kind of like work related things um, that I could sit down and watch. And I share that with my coworkers. And, you know, I made a Google Doc and everything. So I might put some stuff on there 
like, you know, check out this this video on Zoom or about whatever. Um, so I'll do some shit like that. But, you know, one thing that I that I definitely try to try to do each day is is to um get some some fresh air. You know what I'm saying? Like go outside and, and sit outside. Like I, I really prefer to sit outside at night um and maybe have a drink and everything like that and just kind of chill out on the front porch. But I've been doing that a lot during the daytime too. Um, yeah, I definitely find out that 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 has helped out a lot. Um, and then, you know, like sometimes like, you know, because my mom is working, you know, out of the house still. She's working part time, um, you know, doing like elder care. She's helping, you know, old folks that might need a little bit of help around the house. So sometimes if she's not, you know, the days that she's off, we might take a walk, you know, during the morning or, you know, we'll try to get a couple walks in on the weekend and stuff like that. So that'll be like the start of the day and stuff. So. To a certain extent, my routine is kind of the same. I still get dressed. Um, you know, I still put on regular clothes or whatever. I mean, I will just throw on some some balling shorts and stuff too or whatever. But, you know, I'll throw on like I had on some jeans yesterday or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going nowhere, but you know, I had on some jeans and a t-shirt. You know, kind of stuff stuff that I would have normally worn anyway. Huh? Speaking of the wardrobe though, man, I was tripping out when I seen you had the Aria t-shirt with the camouflage uh oh yeah shorts and the Jordan left like the the what was that? The uh it was the leather. Yeah. I was like, God damn, if I ain't got that fit. <laughs> Word. I'll be goddamn if I ain't got that exact same shit. Yeah. Like, he laid out on the bed there and think I'm like, damn, look at this dude. Yeah, man. Just, you know what I'm saying? I had to I had to get I had to get ready for for, for MJ and them, man. Great minds, man. Word, great minds thinking alike, man. So yeah, that's that's kind of it in a nutshell for me. Um skipping down to another one of these. Um I wanted to ask you guys, you know, um, <clears throat> You know, what ways has this affected, you know, the people around you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, family and friends and like they like sort of like their routine. Um, you know, you don't have to get really specific about, you know, people's schedules and stuff like that. But, you know, has it has it kind of, you know, I know that it has made an impact on, on you know, people's routines and, and sort of their their, um, you know, in and out of the house activities or whatever. So, you know, if you would just kind of briefly, you know chop it up on that uh we'll go with mo first um well like i said earlier you know i have family staying with me so normally i'm by myself so that's quite interesting yeah uh, so i think it was probably just um it's it's getting and even for people like that live with each other on a daily basis like people go to work a lot of times people have events people are not used to being confined to yeah. you know however many walls with whomever family friends roommates doesn't matter who it is so it's you know definitely a strain in some sense but at the same time like i also have family members like i have a sister in another state and they were completely not ready for the work from home even though she works right in the state yeah. they were not ready for like working from home at all like nothing was set up so they had no idea and then there's so many people i know with kids and it's like uh-huh. now you have to work from home and you gotta teach your kid you know it's, it's, a, it's a lot and it's not something people were looking to do not something companies were looking to do um but you know we have to but i don't know did i answer your question yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you did uh span you got anything on that <clears throat> i mean 
mostly um, around this time of year, there's a lot of birthdays that are happening. Yeah. Uh, the family, like cousins and like my grandmother's birthday is the next couple of weeks. Normally I would go to Chicago mm-hmm. for a birthday and I can't go. You yeah. know, like, you know, things like that are like, you know, the things that, you know, um, you, you know, they kind of hit you in the gut a little bit because, you know, you want to be with your people. And right. like for this to kind of come through and like, you know, put a, a damper on all of that. Even even though, like I said, I saw people today having like a birthday party and shit with some kids at this house. At the same time, I was them like, man, what is wrong with y'all? Yeah. <laughs> like, I ain't see no masks. I ain't see nobody social distancing. It was just like having a barbecue the same way that you would have it if there was right. no coronavirus whatsoever. And I remember, like, I had a conversation with my granny couple weeks ago and she was like, baby, I'll be here next year. You can come next year. Don't even worry about it. Don't bring your ass down here. <laughs> it's a good granny. But at the same time, like, yo, man, I, I you know, I don't get a chance to get to Chicago as often as I would like to. Right. So, you know, like to miss out on this is like, man, shit. You know, like that those are the things that are um that are really putting a crimp in like scheduling or whatever yeah. else it's just the fact that like I can't be with family when I would normally be with family and that's the shit that's like bug you know bugging me the most. Yeah. Yeah we we've had a couple of those as well. Um you know my cousin just graduated um with her uh, master's degree on a Saturday or whatever and obviously they didn't have a, a the normal ceremony that they would have had. So you know they weren't able to she wasn't able to have the day that she thought that she would have, you know what I'm saying? Um, and there's, there's been a lot of things like that. Um, and I'll just say like, you know, there's, there's been some people who, you know, have had birthdays and, and different things like that, that, you know, like you said, have been affected in this whole process. So that kind of sucks to see people's moments be spoiled. Um, but, you know, actually, um, one of the next things that I wanted to ask, and, and we're going to start, you know, kind of getting towards the the end here or whatever. Um, but one of the things that I did want to, to actually ask you guys is about like silver linings, you know what I'm saying? About some of the positive things that, that you may have seen or experienced uh, during this whole time. Like, you know, I'll just give a couple examples or whatever right now, just to kind of let you know what I'm, what I'm talking about. Like, um, so I just mentioned my cousin, you know, having the graduation, we weren't able to do what we probably would have done for her normally, but what we ended up doing was doing like a zoom thing. So we got on zoom and, um, they had some stuff at my aunt's house. Somebody had her, her iPhone. So there were like a few people there. They had my cousin there. She was able to, you know, so-called walk and, and get her, her, her degree and everything. And then there were like over 20 of us on zoom who were able to, to like attend and, and, you know, show love and all that kind of stuff. So what kind of, what kinds of things have you all, you know, seen or done, you know, either via zoom or some other type of social platform or whatever that, you know, have actually been able to allow you to connect, you know, with people um, that you love and care about. Uh, We'll go with span first. Um, Well, we've definitely been doing like the zoom birthday parties. Yeah. Uh, You know, and those are cool. It ain't the same. It, no, it's not the same. It's not no, the same. And like, they're also like the shortest birthday parties I ever went to. <laughs> right. Like, for real. Like, you get on, you might be on Zoom 15, 20 minutes and like, damn, it's over. Okay, yeah. I guess we're going to make the regular shit. Um, but there was also at a time, like I, like I mentioned before, with my high school principal, like those Zoom calls going on for like hours. 
Um, because she, you know, Mrs. Hawkins had impacted so many people that once people found out that they we were doing Zoom calls in remembrance of Mrs. Hawkins, like folks kept, you know, coming in, coming in, coming in. And so um, to see like that sort of uh, thing kind of come together organically yeah. Uh, because we can't be together because we can't really have a memorial service for her. Um, that was beautiful to see people come together in that way. Um, it just kind of sucked that we had to do it like yeah. that. You know? But yeah. I mean, if there's a silver lining is that uh, folks that you hadn't really talked to in a long time, mm-hmm. you got a chance to see what, you know, what they've been up to. You got a chance to talk to them and ask them about the kids, ask them about the, you know, the spouse and whatnot. Like, hey man, we should really get together once this is all over. And I'm just hoping that going forward that those aren't like empty things that we just say to each other. Right. You know? Yeah. I feel you on that. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add? Nah, that was it. That's all I got, man. Cool, cool. Moji, what you got? Uh, like again, the calls, they're not the business. It's you, like you said, a birthday party is now 15 minutes. It's yeah. the getting ready and complaining that you have to go and getting there and then being like, these kids suck and then leaving and coming back home. Like, it's been streamlined to 15 minutes. So it's not the same. Like, even my birthday was in April this month and I'm very particular about my birthday. I celebrated for the entire month and I I go out, like, with friends and I catch up. Like, I make it a thing for people to appreciate me on my birthday. And I cannot do that for the first time in years. And it was like, wow, this is not the business. Vanity so. be damned. I'm going <laughs> to have to adopt the whole the, the whole month for my birthday. Like, I'm going to have to do that this year. I'm going to have to do that this year. I'll be 40 this year. I'm going to adopt the whole month of June. Is just, yo, I'm gonna have to step it up because I turned 40 in January, <laughs> and I mean, I I always refer to the entire month of January of January in reference to my birthday, <clears throat> but it's kind of like a joke. But I'm gonna have to step it up because like oh, no, my I birthday is the 24th, right? So, it. so January 1st is 23 days until, and like yeah. <laughs> January 24th. 28th is four days after. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm going to yeah, have to step my changer. stuff up. Yeah. I mean, and I it's had a birthday changer. this year, but you know what I'm and saying? And my friends respect the hell out of it. Yeah. Like every weekend, every dinner, every evening, it's my birthday and it's fantastic. But couldn't do that this year. So again, like I said, it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, it's like I think after a while in New we might not see each other till next year. We started like doing FaceTime and Skype calls and Zoom chats, and it's not the same, but it really fucking helps though. Yeah. Like seeing another face that is not like a face in your home and just bullshitting or just talking. It's it's nice. Yeah. Um, these software companies that are expanding their video chat capabilities now, right. like Zoom's blowing up. Like yeah. uh, Facebook has expanded the amount of people that can get on a on a, a, a video conferencing call. Yeah. Google just announced their like they got like a duo will allow you to have up to thirty two people on a duo call. So like right. it's kind of it's, but like it took this right. Yeah. This, <laughs> it took this kind of thing. We're like, oh, Zoom getting a whole lot of press right now. We mm-hmm. can get into that. Mm-hmm. But now, like, Zoom has kind of like been known for this is where people are going. Yeah. You are like a Johnny come lately. Like, imagine trying to tell people, like, yo, we gonna do this, but we not doing it on Zoom. We doing it on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. People are like, what Why the fuck is doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, I'm a duo user. I'm like, man, 
I see now I got to get everybody to do the duo shit. Like this is yeah. <laughs> you know, as as an early adopter, that's just like that's hell. Cause ain't nobody gonna get on the shit. They're gonna be like, man, nah, we gonna just use the shit we always use. Word. Fuck you. And I gotta give Zoom credit for for stepping their game up because you know the whole world started fucking with them real heavy with all with all of this, and they had problems. You know they had security issues and different things like that that they hadn't really thought about because nobody was using it like that. But they stepped their shit up a lot. You know what I'm saying? And they and they. I didn't talk about Zoom until now. Yeah, like I, I knew about it from work because you know we used it like we used to like because we got classes that connect. You know all around the country and all around the world, even in some cases. So we were using um, Polycom to, to, you know, connect the rooms or whatever. So, you know, essentially it's just like the three of us being in three different states or whatever, we can see and hear each other and all that kind of stuff. That's basically what that was doing, right? But uh, maybe a couple years ago, we started using Zoom. So it was it was the same way of connecting or whatever, but it was just using a different platform for it. So I think I might have mentioned earlier. <coughs> excuse me, I got a little something in my goddamn throat. <clears throat> anyway, um, <clears throat> we started using it for that, right? So that's how I thought of it. I didn't really think of it for all this other shit, but you know, and I think that's mainly what it was used for. There were probably people that were out there having birthday parties and things like that you know, with family members that live in other locations. But, you know, the world at large is probably just using Zoom strictly for like video conferencing or like distance education stuff, right? But now like everybody is doing everything on Zoom, you know what I mean? And there was a lot of stuff that Zoom probably hadn't even thought about in terms of like security and people being able to just, you know, barge into your meeting and and do like, I, I know some of the folks that I work with, like my supervisor and department head or whatever, like they were doing something one day and, you know, somebody that came in there was calling them niggas and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, it's it's been crazy, but they stepped their shit up a lot. You know what I'm saying? With the security measures, how you can, you know, lock your room down and, you know, all these different features that they've added over the course of the last month and some change. Um, and that set the bar for everybody else. So now Duo and everybody else knows if we come, if we're going to try to get niggas to come mess with us, we need to have the same stuff. You know what I'm saying? So the game has definitely changed in that way. And I think that's that's one of the positives that's kind of come out of all of that. Uh, Mo, did you have anything else um, that you wanted to add before I started going on my little shit? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's basically just like all the stuff that y'all mentioned. You know, we did the thing for my cousin. Um, Yesterday was my homegirl's birthday. So, like like y'all said, we had like a 15-minute birthday party for her. You know what I'm saying? Damn. If y'all heard that, that was my um, semi from uh, coming to America. Funko Pop just deciding to take Mm -hmm. a nosedive. This nigga just took a nosedive off my desk or whatever. But um, yeah, we've done things like that. I've done game night. Um, so it's been pretty cool and it's been interesting to see people sort of adapt to the situation uh as it is. I just got a few more things that I want to ask y'all and we will get out of here because I know, you know, I've taken up enough of your time. It's been over an hour. So we just gonna, you know, get these last few out here and and, and be done with this thing. So um <clears throat> I wanted to ask y'all. What are some of the like the simple or small things that you probably didn't think that you would, you know, have missed that you actually kind of miss, you know, because of the virus? Like, um, for example, I remember seeing someone say, um, 
uh, maybe a week or two ago on Twitter that they actually miss making lunch plans with their coworker. So like little things like that, that, you know, might have seemed insignificant, you know, at the time when we were just kind of, you know, living our normal lives that you actually sort of, you know, miss right now and want to kind of get back to. Uh, we'll go with Mo first on this one. Probably two things. Um, I would say one is going out to eat with my friends. Yeah. Um, like, you know, you get older, you don't have like five million in one friends anymore. So the handful you do are sort of like precious. And it's like we talk and we text, but it's like it's not the same as just being like, hey, let's set a date and meet up and just, you know, talk. So I do miss that a lot, like in, you know, restaurants in general. Yeah, me too. Um, and going to the park, like, cause especially like me, I'm a um, farmer's market kind of person, like every Saturday. I am at the farmer's market, followed by the park, and I lie down and I get some sun. And I'm not going to be able to do that this year. Smell the flowers. Catch ladybugs. Exactly. I can't do any of that. So that is something that, you know, like, again, like I said, I'm very much an introvert and I have no problem staying at home, but you don't have the option at all. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's completely different from having the option and saying, no, it's like now we I don't have that option and I, I really miss, you know, just the little things that sort of like calm your week down. I love sleeping and don't get me wrong, but like, yeah, those are probably the two biggest things is meeting up with friends and like the farmer's market. <laughs> I mean, you can still go to the farmer's market. I don't but, think they're gonna be open. I, the you ones, know. the ones here are still open. The one down here is still really? open. Yeah, yeah. We we went a couple few weeks ago. Um, grab oh, grab yeah. some stuff. I mean, well, I mean, it's it's not you know it's people are trying to keep a distance and wearing masks and all that kind of stuff, but it was still open and it's oh, actually. They're not gonna do that any type of no. This is like one of the biggest. Like the one in Brooklyn is really big. It's like probably over twenty five vendors, and it's next to like the biggest park in Brooklyn. Okay. So it's like there's no way to like contain it. Word. Well if you need a farmer's market, there's one here in Raleigh. So if you just want to take a a twelve hour road trip, you know what I'm saying? Then No. Then... I won't do that. <laughs> well you online, you're but... not about this you know well you're not really about this farmer's market life then are yes, you? I am. It's called online. Poser. You need to remember you can order shit online. Whatever. Oh that's another thing I wanna actually ask you. Um have you noticed your ordering habits changing? Because for me, I feel like we all got used to ordering Amazon and this shit went down and like I couldn't order food from Amazon. So I was like, what did I used to use before Amazon? And then I remembered Fresh Direct. And then, you know, the whole scandal came out with like the dining apps, like Seamless and how they like charging restaurants more than they fucking should. And I was like, how did we order food before Seamless? And it's like, no, duh, bitch. We called the restaurant. <laughs> so, like, things like that have actually made an impact in remembering how it used to be before we all just got stuck going to, like, the five, same five places. Yeah. So has that happened to you guys? Uh, Spin, I'll let you go first with that one, and then I'll come in. Um, well... <laughs> I don't really do like the grocery shopping. My wife normally does, and she does that online all the time. 
Um, so like we haven't really had the, like had that issue here. Not that I'm aware of. She had, she damn sure ain't made me aware of it. So I'm so, it hasn't really been a, an issue with that because if it was, I'd heard about it. Right. Uh, but no, I, we have we haven't had to deal with that issue at all. I mean, most of the time we get a lot of Amazon stuff, but even with the you know the groceries and stuff, most of the time when we do order uh, groceries, it's like for the for us to go pick it up. Someone do the shopping boards at the store, and then we just kind of roll up there and like go pick it up. Yeah. Now, when you do that, when you get the stuff from the the, the grocery store, you when you get it into the house, do you spray everything down, or you like like how does that work for y'all um, at least? No, we haven't been doing that. We haven't been doing that. Like, um, I I thought we would have, but yeah. we just we just had like we just throw the bags away, and be done with it. Like, Word. just kind of how we've been rolling. Like, we've been lucky. Yeah, this, um, this is kind of how we've been rolling. We haven't been doing that. Yeah, because I've been um, to answer your question, Moji, for me, um, groceries like, you know, my mom will grab stuff, I'll grab stuff or whatever, We, you know, because we're so close to a few different grocery stores or whatever. So it's not really much of an issue um, to just go to the store and then like she'll grab stuff like on her way in, because like I said, she she leaves out um, at least two or three times uh each week to go, you know, do her, her part-time job. Um whereas I'm I'm pretty much at the house unless I need to go somewhere or just kind of decide to, you know, like today I, I um I wanted something different for breakfast. So I went to Chick-fil-A or whatever. You know what I mean? So but you know, if she happens to be stopping on the way home or if I just decide to go somewhere and it's pretty much just going to the store. But like I have been getting stuff from Amazon and it's been some of the regular stuff that I would do. But then, you know, I, I fuck with a uh, fat kid deals or whatever. So like whenever I see a good deal on like um, like I saw they had a deal earlier, like six bottles of, of hand soap for like eight dollars. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get that. You know what I'm saying? So like, but when when we not, when I get the packages or like when we get the mail, we'll spray that down first and then just kind of let it sit for a few minutes or whatever, and then you know open it and everything. But you know, still end up washing our hands and things like that. And I was always a sanitizer person anyway. I always kept sanitizer like um, in the kitchen, living room area. So that's that's you know always been a thing. Um, you know, for me, so that hasn't really changed too much. Um, I'm just more conscious of, of you know, trying to wash my hands. It's kind of weird, though, like, because, like, when I, like, let's say I order some food or something like that, I wash my hands, like, 15 times before I actually start eating or whatever, because, like, I got it's shit on the bag, and then I got to, damn, I got to open the bag and get the thing out the bag, but then right. somebody touched this thing, so I got to, mm-hmm. so it's like... You know, I, there was a point earlier in all of this where I was washing my hands so much. I had like a, it almost looked like a rash. Like my skin was dry and it was like breaking out oh, on, yeah. on the back of my left hand because I was washing my shit so much. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's something we didn't talk about. Like I, I, I speak for myself, but like it got really bad. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, I mean, that, that was, I think I actually had a question about that earlier, but we didn't talk mm-hmm. about it. But we can briefly right now before we get to these last couple ones. Like, yeah, what are some of the, the things that you kind of had to, you know, you know, uh, ways that you sort of adjusted to, you know, trying to stay safe from the virus, like washing your hands a thousand times or, you know, and what are some of these things that that actually, in addition to that, that you might actually continue to do, maybe not to the degree that you're doing it now. Um, like I'll give an example, like for myself, um, when I whenever I would go to a public bathroom, 
um, unless I had an emergency, I was just going to pee, right? So I would just, you know, rinse my hands off with water for the most part. But right those last, like that last week or two before we actually were told to stay at home, you know, I started doing soap and water every time, no matter what I went in there to do. Now I'm going to continue to do that. Like that's going to be, that's just my new way of doing things. No matter what the situation is, if I use a public bathroom, soap and water, thorough washing of my hands or whatever. So like, what are some of the ways that, you know, you guys have adjusted to trying to stay virus free and, and, you know, are any of these things going to be things that you kind of continue to do, you know, once this is all over with, uh, we'll go with span first. Um, I mean, I've been pretty, you know, like washing hands is like a big thing for me anyway. Yeah. So always just kind of like, you know, wash my hands when I'm doing something or if I've touched anything or especially like in the kind of work that I do, we don't necessarily have like soap and water available out there on the job site. So like there's hand sanitizer in my truck and whatnot. So like, um, just maintaining that, um, you know, I didn't think like you know like that was like anything extraordinary, but then you find out that like people don't know how to wash their fucking hands. <laughs> right. <what's going> on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, look, I'm like I'm fucking super span and shit because I've been washing my hands. <laughs> <laughs> super span. <laughs> you know, like man, this man got hand sanitizer. Yeah. No, I mean, just trying to maintain just at least that level of cleanliness, um, you know, because, again, we go into the whole the mentality of a lot of this is just that, like, it's not that people don't know how to do it. They just don't want to do it. Yeah. And so, like, you just being an example, it just being an example of a dude who's, like, really thorough about, like, keeping himself clean throughout all of this. So, like, even when I'm on the job site now, like, I keep a mask on my face despite the fact that my glass is always fogging up and I can barely see half the damn time. Yeah. But I'm keeping a mask on my face and then to see some of the guys that I work with, some of whom like kind of relax. They pull the mask off their face. They not within six, you know, they're not outside of six feet within the social distancing and stuff. Having to constantly remind dudes of that. Like, you know, despite the fact that like, yeah, you know, you might not necessarily um, you know, be comfortable, like none of us really are. Right. But you kind of have to do it. So, um, you know, I'm trying to maintain that and also try to set an example for the guys that I'm working around and, um, you know, just trying to see if, you know, we can keep moving on and hopefully none of us get sick in the meantime. So I'm just trying to maintain like that level of cleanliness where we don't have to worry about the guys at the job and me bringing anything home. Uh, because you know, guys just kind of slacking off on the on the on the hygiene part of work. Mo, um, why did my brain literally just go blank? Um, remind me of the questions I've been thinking about for the first last few minutes and something. <laughs> Basically, just have. like some of the things that you've had to do in order to try to you know keep yourself virus free, like you know a lot of hand washing oh. and stuff like that. And you know, if you think any of that stuff may continue even once this is done. Well, yeah. So basically, if I go out and I'm going to like a store, like basically any place with people in it, when I come home, I jump into the shower. Right. Um, if I'm just going for a walk, like I'll just like have my face mask on, and you know, I'm not touching anything, and I'm not trying to be near anyone. So I'll just come home and like I'll wash my face, I wash my hands. Um, you know, like 
as early as February, I was wearing a face mask because I was just like, we're not doing this in New York. It's like, because again, I take the subway. Right. The subway everywhere. On a regular, we were discussing on New York City subways. There's feces, there's piss, there's people coughing, there's people putting their butt on the fucking pole, like there's strippers. <laughs> like, so it's already a filthy city. And I'm in there every morning for rush hour and every night for rush hour. Right. Um, so I'm, I've already had like a hyper awareness of just, you know, people being dirty. So for me, I think what I'm looking forward to is not looking as crazy yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, cause I feel like my level of cleanliness is like the standard, but it is, <laughs> it was not for a lot of people. So it was just like, Oh, why are you wiping down your desk for the third time this week? It's like, mind your yeah. business. Mind your um, business. So I think people will, you know, mind their business a lot more after this than worry about themselves, I hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it's like I said, I, I was already a person that, you know, kept sanitizer in the, the kitchen, living room area or whatever. And whenever I would come back in the house from outside, I would always hit that. So, you know, that's continued. I already mentioned like public bathrooms, how I'm much more conscious. I think that's the thing about it for me is that I'm just more conscious of the fact that there's germs on my hands that I need to clean before I do anything, you know, like touching my face or, you know, if I eat something or whatever. So, you know, it's kind of weird. I always kind of laugh at myself because I'm like, well, shit, I, I just like this morning, like I, I went to Chick-fil-A and I got the stuff out the bag and I put it onto a plate and then I threw the bag away and then I cleaned my hands. But then I had a orange juice that I got from them. I was like, shit, the guy touched the, the he touched the thing, even though it was in a box like he they, they literally put it like in a, a tub, like a almost like a Tupperware type of box or whatever. So he wouldn't have to directly hand it to me. But I'm like, but somebody touched that shit to put it in the box. Yeah. So it's like the 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 thinking about it is it has changed. Um, but I'm I'm just trying to be extra careful, or whatever. So I think for me going forward, no matter what happens in a public restroom, I'm gonna be washing my hands with soap and water. Um, and you know, some of the stuff that I was already doing, I'll I'll continue to do or whatever. I'm just looking forward to kind of like not having to think about it so much, but just you know, it kind of becoming second nature. Um, so just a few more things. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this whole thing of everybody talking about, you know, I can't wait to get back to normal, Let you know, get back to normal. Like, what do you guys think the new normal would be? What are some of the things that you think um, some of the changes that we, you know, have made um, individually or that that may come in public settings that you actually would like to see become a part of the new norm? Uh, we'll go with more first. Well, I hope people realize um why everything got so fucked up is a lot of the discussions, and again, this is largely to America, but a lot of the discussions we've been having came to a head when this came out. So everyone needing fucking insurance as a national right. Um, everyone having access to the internet as a national right, like just standard, like it does not cost these companies anything for that to just be standard. Well, like the conversation around like um, universal income, um, you know, us continuously fucking with <laughs> with the ozone layer and just the earth, you know, we started out the year with the fucking Amazon on fire. Like also it's like, I hope people 
realize or like even like pushing the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. And I hope people remember all of this is completely doable overnight. Like I'm just tired of having an argument about whether or not the people who are now literally the essential workers of America deserve $15 an hour. Like I am tired of the stupidity of the idea of a 40 hour work week. Motherfuckers do not need to be out for 40 hours. Um, so again, it's like all these little things where we've just realized maybe we don't need to do it like that. You know, I hope people remember and feel more confident in sort of being like, no, this is what our society should look like going forward. Like, y'all can't be making money like it's 2020, but then treating everybody else like it's 1950. You know, so that's one of the main things I hope we take away from this. And also people know how to wash their hands now. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I hope they learn that shit. Spain, what yeah. you got, man. Um, I really think that um we're gonna see a lot more people being able to work from home. Yeah. Uh, you know, before it was uh, it was almost as if, you know, companies were resistant to it because they them they need to have your foot on the necks of your workers. Yeah. Uh I kind of believe that like now that we've seen that like uh, a lot of this stuff can be done from home. Uh, companies may start seeing a benefit to allowing their workers to work from home uh, because it could cost them less money in like leasing and like mortgages and shit. Just like housing everybody in one building to do the exact same thing they could do from their own house. Right. Um, you know, I believe it's going to give a lot more people. Well, it could give people a little bit more uh, freedom or a little bit more leeway to kind of tend to family still while while still at the job and everything. Um, I think that's going to be something that um, kind of grows a bit. We'll see a lot more people continuing to work from home or be expanded to where folks weren't allowed to do it before. Now those folks are doing the exact same work from from the crib. So um, I think that's um, that's one thing to maybe look forward to is that people can't do these jobs from the house. Um, the other thing, man, I just kind of hope that uh, people are just mindful of the fact that yeah, there are other people around you. I think that's right. one of the things that this is one of the things like you know people are like kind of move about and they're off in their own world. But this is, and I'm one of those people. I, I can sometimes be like, I'll put my headphones on. I'm in my own kit. Yeah. But it makes you so much more aware of the people around you and what they're doing. Um, and, you know, just that level of awareness, just, you know, the, the situational awareness, like, hey, man, you know what? I might not necessarily need to be over here. Or, hey, man, you're a little bit too close. Back up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like that sort of thing. But, um, the, the pessimist in me kind of feels like this is America and America going back to the same shit. Yeah. It's hard not and to feel I that really way. I really hope we don't. Yeah. Because, like, we will all die. <laughs> I feel you on that. I feel you. But, like, like even now, like, seeing the way in which the country is at this point and how people are so gung-ho about going back to doing the stuff that they were doing before. Yeah. Despite the fact that this is, we're still dealing with it. Um, and as much as I want to be optimistic about the fact that we can like move forward and have better uh, standards and better expectations, I just get the feeling like, yo, like, we ain't the brightest fucking country on the planet. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, yeah. 
Like I'm old. <laughs> so yeah, quite a bit. And so I just kind of feel like um although I wanna be optimistic about, yo, man, we've learned some shit and we can move, you know, we can grow from this. I just kind of feel like America itself, like as a whole, is just gonna try to revert back to how things used to be. And um I kind of feel like it's gonna slide back that way. I hope I'm wrong, but I kind of I feel mean, like it's gonna for a lot of people, and I'm hoping there's consequences to that. But at the same time, like, okay, they can go ahead and do that, and I'll go ahead and do me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the best we can hope from. Like, is this what it felt like during Reagan? I I wasn't like old I mean, enough I, to be confident. Yeah, me either. You know, I. I I remember him being president. Yeah, I was scared. The shit that was going on. Yeah. You know, wait till I got older. Oh, shit, that was what was happening. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what happens when you have a... Yo, the only Reagan we acknowledge over here is Reagan Gomez. You know what I mean? I hate... Facts, facts. But yeah, I definitely feel y'all on that. You know, for me, um, I'll just say that in addition to everything that you guys already mentioned... um, a couple of things that I hope will continue is the the social distancing in places, which and I and I do like the fact that you know some of the places that I've been able to go to, they've got it marked on the floor, you know, the six feet, you know, you know, staying here, staying there, or whatever. I hope we'll see more of that. I hope we'll start seeing more of a presence of um you know, sanitizer and wipes and different things like that, you know, in places, you know, like a clear presence of, of that, you know, to encourage people to clean their hands and to, you know, excuse me, as, as, as Span just said, just to kind of be considerate of your own personal health, health and safety, as well as that of the people around you. Um, I do hope that we'll get more of that. Um, also a thing that I, that I hope will continue is that, you know, we mentioned earlier, like the Zoom birthday parties and the different things like that. Like, I'm definitely looking forward to being able to do those things, you know, in person. But for the occasion where like, you know, like the holidays or something like that, where yeah. you can't get everybody around or whatever. Like, let's keep doing that kind of thing where like we've got our little group together. But, you know, we're going to do a Zoom call or whatever with the folks, you know, on the other side of the country or whatever it is like that. So some of the ways that people have been able to spend quality time with one another, um, I hope we'll continue to do that, you know, when the situation calls for that, because that's been pretty cool to see and to and to do and, and experience or whatever. Um, cause those, those moments do count. They're not, you know, what we would have wanted and all that kind of stuff. And I think it'll feel different in a situation where, you know, it's kind of like our choice to do that instead of like how we have to do it, you know, like having the option to do a zoom birthday party or something like that is a little different than being forced to do it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and there, Oh, the other thing that I was going to say was, I don't know how much y'all have been paying attention to like the, the like the versus battles and the different things that have been going on like on IG Live with like you know Questlove and Ninth Wonder and different guys like that playing a lot of music and stuff. You know, as far as the entertainment space, I hope that we'll continue to see those things even once things start opening back up. You know, the difference being maybe like you know instead of sitting in your living room, you know, and being forced to watch you know Erica Badu and and Jill Scott do their thing, maybe you can go buy a ticket because they're now on tour and they're coming to my area, your area, whatever, and we can experience that live but for people that are not able to attend we're also streaming it as well so now you've got like both things going on 
on where some people can, you know, go to the venue and have a good time and be in the atmosphere with those folks while they do their thing. But, you know, you also got 20, 40, 50,000 other motherfuckers at the, at the house chilling. You know what I'm saying? So just kind of that sense of community that we've sort of developed um, in that I, I hope we're able to continue. I got two more questions for y'all and then we'll be done. You kind of mentioned it in your answer, Mr. Span, about like the um, sort of the reopening process and kind of, you know, things settling back in. Like, do y'all think that it's too too early to, to start this reopening? Have they started doing it in, in your states or whatever? And do, do you think that it's too early for that? Um, we'll go with Span first. Um, I really don't know if it's too early. I know that we, like, like the, the curve, it has been flattening here in Michigan. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, like, even now, there's still a stay-at-home order in place. Right. You know, like, uh, that doesn't expire until the 28th of this month. Okay. So we're still dealing with that. But as far as, like, reopening the country, I kind of feel like uh, if it it's, it's such a patchwork of shit, right? So every state is doing their own thing. I kind of feel like if we had a national thing where okay, nationally, these numbers are falling or nationally, we're starting to flatten the curve, then it would it would be it would make more sense for yeah. us to be starting to open up a lot of, the, you know, the states and everything, you know, slowly and gradually open up, you know, uh, restaurants and, and, and uh, maybe theaters and everything. But we're not what, what's happening is despite the despite the fact that those numbers are going up, states are opening up anyway. Yeah. And so to a large like as a larger point, yeah, I kind of feel like it's a bit early because a lot of the places that are opening up are having rising numbers of coronavirus cases. Right. Um, I just here in Michigan, if I want, if I'm gonna talk about any place, if I'm gonna talk about anything, I'm gonna talk about what's going on here in Michigan, and I can I can see why they would gradually want to open Michigan back up because the curve is starting to flatten and go go down, and it would make sense to do it in a gradual way so that like if there is a spike, kind of like nip it or try to you know nip it in the bud somewhat but um i don't really know like the answer as to like what's the right way to do it because it's all kind of unprecedented for us yeah right like like we've never really lived through anything like this and so like we're all kind of feeling our way through this especially because the coronavirus is a whole new fucking kind of virus yeah so if they're going to do anything, man, like gradually open up the states uh, after you flatten or like starting to see a decrease in the number of coronavirus cases that are happening in your state. The number of deaths are starting to go down in a meaningful way and then start opening up the, you know, the, the state in a gradual way. But, you know, when you start looking at how the states are opening up, they just don't give a damn what the, what the science and what the numbers are saying. And they're just like, yo, we need to get the economy back going. Yeah. It's like, all right, never. Word. Moji. Well, for me, the thing is we're opening up without a plan. It's not even that we're opening up. It's that some fucking states just started their lockdown two, three weeks ago and already, already are like we're opening up. Maybe if everyone had just been like March 1st, go on lockdown, June 1st, come out of lockdown. Yeah. We could have had a nice summer. We could have chilled. And then everybody take their asses back home for fall when it gets worse again. But no, some states for just reasons of politics, stupidity, incompetence, all of the above are just like, we're going to open. Okay, we're opening. What's the plan? Have you ramped up testing? So for me, are we opening up early and too early or too late? It's 
motherfuckers, we still don't have a vaccine and we still don't have enough yeah. testing. So, you know, like New York is probably going to open up in the first week of June. My job is not going to let anybody be in there till like July at best. And half the motherfuckers are not going to come in because they're going to be like, I don't feel comfortable. So that's going to be the entire country. Yeah. Fuck what the the government says. Like, is a business trying to get sued to high heaven? If I come into work and then I get sued because my neighbor who's dirty, three rows down, can't wash his hands. Yeah. You know, so... It's, no, I mean, one, it's absolutely too early to open because, again, some people did just started, other people didn't start. People can drive from one state to another. I know co-workers who have come from Chicago to New York or gone to Georgia while all of this is happening. They're fine. They've quarantined and they have common sense. But there are a lot of people who don't have common sense, who are still flying, who are still going left to right, who are still driving across the state. And they, they, there's no way to police that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, we can't. We can't. I don't know how you say even if the even if the curve was like negative 500, we still don't have a fucking care. Yeah. And I don't know that we have the correct people in line to get us back here as soon as possible. Right. Yeah. Um I think that it's probably still a little early for us. I mean they you know, they, they told us to they started to stay at home stuff, I think, uh right at the it was at the end of the end of March, like maybe a couple of days before March ended. And they actually extended it all the way to May 8th. So the entire month of of April and then until May 8th. So now we're in the first phase of the reopening thing. Um, And, you know, there's a few retail stores open and stuff like that. But, you know, you still can't um, go to a restaurant and sit down and eat. All of that stuff is still, you know, carry out or delivery. And so but there's a few more options for people to to go out or whatever. Um, You know, that's fine. But. I just hope that, you know, people don't get a false sense of security and and feel like because I can go to TJ Maxx now that everything is fine. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I don't want to see major setbacks that are going to have to cause us to sort of restart this whole process. Um, So I I hope that people continue to, to stay at home as much as they can and then be careful when they go out, you know, and, and I think that it's also important that the people that, um, you know, work at and manage and own these businesses and these stores and all that kind of stuff that are slowly starting to, to reopen, that they enforce the social distancing. And, you know, while there are still restrictions on the number of people that you can have in your establishment, keep that shit to that number. You know what I'm saying? Like if they tell you no more than 10 people, don't let 30 motherfuckers in here because you greedy for a dollar. You know what I mean? Like let's keep it at 10 and just bring them in in shifts. You know what I'm saying? So like I need people to be responsible because, you know, like Span said earlier, I'm kind of worried about, you know, having, um, you know, regression instead of progress and then having to start all over again or whatever. Um, so that's that's my thoughts on that. And the last thing I wanted to ask y'all 
was if you had any final words, any any advice, any good game information, you know, things like that that you've kind of learned or come across in your time. Like, you know, as an example, um, I know here at the dollar store, there's a dollar general like near the house or whatever. And, you know, every Saturday morning they open up and they let the older people come in first. So like my mama get up and she'll, um, you know, hit the hit the dollar store or whatever. And they do a good job of you know, keeping it to 10 people or less and, and all that kind of stuff. And like each week, you know, they have, um, you know, different stuff kind of featured um, as far as supplies and things like that. So it could be something that just across the borders for everybody or just maybe something like, you know, span, you know, of a, yo, if you need X, Y, Z, go to the such and such, you know, that might be just like a local thing or whatever, but just any, anything that maybe y'all might want to share with the people, you know, kind of final words or, or kind of like, you know, game or whatever you got, you know, in terms of dealing with this shit and, and, and making it from one day to the next, uh, we'll go with span first. Um, Oh, one of the things I know, like people are really worried about is like the financial security. Yeah. Uh, you know, paying debt down or like saving money up. It is to like, um, you know, a lot of folks are fighting with, you know, do I pay down this debt during this time off or do I, uh, do I, do I save that money? Uh, one thing that I will say about that though is, um, you know, the, a lot of these creditors are allowing for people to, kind of forbear or put their payments on a deferment mm-hmm. and, and not affect your credit rating negatively, take advantage of that. Word. You know what I'm saying? Like some of those, some of those opportunities, they don't really give them away too freely. And so in this time where, you know, money may be tight and you have to figure out, okay, how I'm going to pay these bills and also how I'm going to eat. Hey man, put those payments on deferment. And that way you can take care of your family, take care, make sure you eat and also not necessarily take a financial hit credit wise to, um, you know, to where like you, you just in a, in a, in a hole on the other side of this. So take advantage of that. Like call your creditors up and, 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 and try to figure out whether or not there's some sort of program that they're offering for people in your situation to where like, you don't have to make those payments right now. You can kind of more, more so worry about feeding the family as opposed to feeding somebody else by sending them some money. Right. So I, I will leave that with you guys. Where Mo. Um, definitely have. I would always, I also say cash on hand over your credit score any given day. Um, but yeah, definitely just save. Like, we're all not going to like Popeyes five days a week anymore. Um, there is something we can save even if we're, you know, buying stuff we should not on Amazon. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a good one. You know, see what's available. One thing I have learned during COVID is there is a thing called calling your doctor's office and asking them for an itemized bill. And this is something I just learned from the internet. I never knew, like, doctors, not necessarily, like, they would cheat you, but they wouldn't go out of their way to not have you be cheated. Okay. Um, So, (laughs) that makes sense. Oh, it makes sense. I said, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. So it's like you go to the doctor and they're like, well, this is how much your bill is. This is how much you're responsible for. And then you just pay it and you go your way. And then I found out, you know, nine out of t- 10 out of 10, you should be asking your doctor for an itemized bill because essentially what it is, is they can charge you whatever and you wouldn't know. So, 
you know, your copay might be $150, but you don't know that they billed you like $50 for a piece of gauze that they put when you had like the injection done Mm -hmm. and they can get away with that. So I called one of like, it was a podiatrist I had gone to and they were like, yeah, your copay is like, what was it? 200? It was either $225 or $250. And I was just like, whatever, take the money because I thought my foot was like broken or whatever. I called them up and I was like, hey, can I get my itemized bill? And they were sort of like, you could tell they were like, how does she know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they did not want to provide me one. They were like, well, you can just get that from your insurance. And I was like, nope, they told me to call you. I'm calling you. And I was like, do you have a problem with giving it to me? And they were, you know, sort of like, no, no, not at all. And then they were like, we'll call you back. And then like someone called me back two hours later. And they were like, oh, yeah, we we actually owe you $77. And of course, we were going to do it. But, you know, it just so happened that you called us to tell <laughs> So that's the one thing I've learned, especially like right now, people have medical issues. People have medical things that are still coming up outside of COVID, like ask your doctor for an itemized bill, even if it's like $50 off, you're going to save something because they don't go back to be like, oh, you, you didn't get that service. You didn't need that. They, they don't go back and do that. They just make the math work. Right. And I'm sorry, I need that math in my pocket. So that's something I've learned from COVID that works and I suggest everyone just do forever. Um, but also like just, you know, get a face mask and just stay away from people. And it's be the point is to not die. Yes. So like, that's all I can say is like, let's all try to get to the other side together, especially as people of color, because we already know this country don't give a fuck about us. Um, But at the end of the day, let's all of us, regardless of, you know, all of that, let's try if you're a decent person, if you're a GOP Republican, I fuck you. But <laughs> everybody else is trying to get to the other side. That's word, yeah. man. Yeah, um, that's great stuff for me. Yeah, just you know everything that they said. Um, also, you know, just think about your fellow, you know, man, fellow woman. Um, I mentioned again, you know, the dollar store. I think it's the Dollar General. Um, I don't know if Dollar General is is everywhere, but if it's not, then you know, look up, you know, whatever place is near you. Um, they may have, you know, a, a thing like that where they are opening their doors up, you know, and, and just check out like when whether it's that store or your local pharmacy or whatever it is. See what they're, you know, learn the schedule. If you haven't already, you know, learn the schedule of, you know, when stores, grocery stores, dollar stores, places like that are starting to restock their shelves. So when you do need to get supplies that you can, you know, get it at a time when when they're, you know, freshly stocked with things, um, you know, one thing that I wanted to mention is that um there's a, a company called House of Rayford um, and they've got like chicken sales. I don't know if they're national or if it's just a North Carolina thing, but, you know, they've hit up like some of the farmers markets and things like that. You know, so if you are in North Carolina, possibly South Carolina or wherever, you know, I guess you can, you know, look it up, you know, House of Rayford. Um, they've got, you know, sales where you can buy 40 pounds of fresh chicken. Now, everybody might not have room for that, you know, in their freezer. You might not have a deep freezer or whatever, but they've got a schedule 
you know, on their website where you can see where they're going to be at with these sales or whatever. So if you're in need of stuff, you know, in bulk or whatever, or if you've got people that you can share with, like, you know, we'll get some for our household. We'll get, we'll share this with grandma and auntie and them or whatever. If you want to split it up, then, you know, you know, check that out. I'll, I'll uh, put the, the link in show notes for that or whatever, you know, so people, you know, at least in this area can kind of see where, where that's going to be. So look for things like that, you know, where, whether it be, you know, supply, um, you know, itemized bills, you know, from from your doctor or from anybody else that you have to pay a shit ton of money to, you know, on a regular basis or whatever. You know, just look for things that'll that'll make life a little bit easier for you and for the people around you um, as much as you can. Um, so that's that's a little bit of advice that I would give, man. Um, and the last thing is just, you know, for y'all to shout out whatever you want to shout out, podcasts, social media, um, your cash app, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just just let the people know where they can find you um, and, and, and check out your content and all that kind of stuff. We'll go with the lady first and then we'll go with Span. Sure, sure. Um, I have a podcast of my own called TV Movie Mistress. I've been podcasting for a couple of years now. Um, Pretty much whatever takes my fancy, but primarily television and music. Those are my two biggest jams. Um, I cover shows from like, what did we cover last lettered? American Gods, which kind of ended up falling flat. Um, I'm currently covering Outlander, Riverdale. Um, I cover a lot of Chinese and Korean dramas, Asian dramas on the whole. Um, I review albums. Um, just wrapped up Star Wars: The Clone Wars season seven. Great! I just television. finished that. Up. Yeah, I need, to, I need to check that out because I just I just finished watching that um, a couple oh, days ago. It's amazing! Like best, like they landed their series finale, and it's just amazing. Um, but yeah, we um, I we just finished the review for season seven. Yeah, like tons of other stuff. I am funny sometimes. <laughs> um, I'm angry a lot of times, but you know, I always try and bring. Um, I like to think off the path shows, but also good content to people. So yeah, right. check out TV Movie Mistress. It's on. Uh, I don't want family grandma on everywhere essentially. Everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. But, um, I don't know how the internet works, but just type TV Movie Mistress. She's in these streets. Do you want to shout out your social media? Oh yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I just got like suspended off Twitter yesterday because like wow. I added Diddy and I said like fucking Negro Joe Stein and they had a problem with that. But <laughs> it should be back soon. <laughs> I'm like, I'm black. I shouldn't be able to call him a Negro Joe Stein. I don't understand this. Wow. Um, but you guys can find me at Book Dreamer Zero One. Um, that's my personal Twitter handle. So yeah. All right, Span. Uh, yeah, man, you can find me on. Uh, well, you can find a podcast, Span Report, on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcast, uh, Crowdcast. Well, I'm not. I'm not on Crowdcast anymore. Damn, Span. Uh, <laughs> YouTube and Facebook, man. We've been broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook the last few weeks, man. And I've been enjoying doing it that way because everybody's like kind of already there. So you know, why not bring the show to where they already are? You know what I mean? Um. 
But uh, yeah, man, you can subscribe to the Spare Report podcast and get all of the shows, man. You can get uh, the Beer and Chicken podcast, which is our sports show, and uh, the Baywatch podcast, which is a television and movie review show that I do with my wife. So, um, you know, you can always catch those shows on the Spare Report podcast network, man. I appreciate you for even having me on, brother. Man, I appreciate you being here, bro. Man, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, for me, um, oh, did you want to shout out uh, any social media, anything like that? Oh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my name on both of those platforms, Mr. Underscore Span. That's with two N's. Two N's. Two N's. Word. Um, like, I like Denard Span, but like the baseball player, like he got the movie. <laughs> Word. Uh, yeah, oh, wait, 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 wait. If, if, if you're listening, you want to send me money. Um, they can do so. PayPal. Okay. Mistress. And there's a Patreon. Patreon.com slash TV Mistress. So, word. Yeah. Word. Word. Um, yeah, me, um, at L Brothers Media, at Look Listen Pod, at South End Cinema, all on Twitter. Uh, there are South End Cinema and L Brothers Media Instagram pages as well. So, if you want to see cool pictures and you know what I'm watching on TV and stuff like that. You can uh, check out those spots. Um, obviously the look and listen podcast is the show. You know, we are pretty much on every platform that you can think of. So definitely highlight us. This is my first time doing a, a regular episode in a little while. Um, I did a coronavirus mixtape, uh, <laughs> uh, weeks ago or whatever so hopefully people got a chance to check that out if not then you know go back and, and check that one out um and you know yeah just uh oh shit paypal uh what is it i think it's l brothers media so you know what i'm saying if you want to drop some cash actually i got a t public store so if you search for l brothers media on t public you can buy a shirt or something that would be pretty dope um but that's pretty much it, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to thank Moji. I want to thank Mr. Span for being great guests on the show tonight. Um, I don't want to take up any more of y'all time. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up and say, look and listen podcast. We out of here. Peace. Peace. Bye.